welcome back to the BTS Happy Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea. Joining me as always is Morgan. Hey, what's up? On April 28th, we got an announcement from Big Hit that all the tour dates for the Map of the Soul tour are going to be rescheduled. They uh, posted on Facebook about how the decision was made to completely reschedule the Map of the Soul tour, which was originally scheduled to begin in April 2020, last week, as you know, which we complained about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So they decided to change all of the dates due to the proliferation of COVID-19. And I kind of thought that would happen, but we didn't know for sure because, you know, you don't know the status for... I mean, this was expected though, right? Yeah, I mean, if it was like getting better right away, then maybe you could have just done it date by date. But it sounds like, okay, we don't know the certainty of any place, so we're just going to say... Yeah, I mean, this was uh, expected. Uh, The only... I guess the only negative thing is that, um, like, when is Jin enlisting? Soon, right? I mean, not soon, but in the next five months or so? Um, You'd think. I don't think it's, like, cutting it that close. But if they have to spend a lot of 2021 touring, then maybe that's going to be an issue. But I think he still has time because I think you have to do it before you're 30. So he's not quite at 30 How yet. How old is he? Um, I think he's 29. Yeah. So I think he has till next December. Well, I mean, even like, technically, even if he's not on it, it's just well, they can sort of they can still do a tour. They're just missing one member. I'm sure that they're still capable of doing the tour. You know. Yeah, and I think they were hoping that maybe you could not do all of the North American and maybe keep the Europe and then just do North American afterwards and do all Korea after that. But it sounds like okay, none of those are going to happen. Anything that was planned is not going to happen. So now you got to like start over. Yeah, I, yeah. none of the things that are planned are going to happen. The good news is they're postponing, not canceling. Yeah. so I It think, does sound like you're going to get concerts. I think that's fair, and I think we're going to get back on track pretty um, soon. Yeah. I mean, like, at the least, like, 2021, it's not that far off. That's, like, let's say this started in January 2021. Not too far I off. I feel like that could happen. Like the And if they try to go in the same order, then it would go... It would start in the West Coast first. Well, Korea first. You think? Right? Do you think they would try to keep that? Well, weren't the first dates in Korea in the first place? They were. I would assume they do Korea first. Well, the point is, at worst, it's going to be down one member. But you, you should still see. If you have tickets, you, sh- you should still see a concert just a little later. Sure, it's not ideal, but it's better than nothing, right? So I think people should be happy that their, their announcement is that it's a postponement. I think it's really difficult to plan a whole thing. Like, you know, multiple dates, multiple countries. So you don't even know when it's going to start back up again. But I think if they tried to aim for like 2021, like started at the beginning of that, that that would be fair. Like, I think um, California should be back allowing concerts by then. Yeah. I mean, it's so difficult because different places are on different schedules. Mm -hmm. It's not like the whole world is, quote unquote, opening up at the same time. So it's really difficult to plan. Um, I don't envy them. Yeah, Big Kid even says, you know, each concert involves travel of many international yeah. attendees and their staff. A lot of the staff is international. So this is a lot of moving parts. Right. So I think if they are aiming for something that's far enough ahead, like 2021, right. Right. early 2021, I think that should be a safe, safe thing to plan. So it should be OK. So keep your tickets. Don't get them. Get, don't get a refund. Yeah, I recommend keeping it. <laughs> Don't get a refund unless you really need the cash. Before, yeah, I think you can still get a refund. Ticketmaster has changed the policy. But if you don't need the cash at the moment, don't don't get a refund. Just keep your tickets. And we've seen some recent YouTube lives from Sugar and Jimin, which talked about how the members are talking about their new album and how all the members are going to be involved in the creation of it which I guess is different than before. I don't know if that's like super different, but... I'm not familiar. How is it different? <laughs> I thought they just all made albums. <laughs> well, I know they have input in their songs, like their solos yeah. and stuff like how's, that. How is it different? They're talking about... Well, remember like last week they started doing YouTube Lives. So that's something different. Like RM was doing one. And then mm-hmm. in this past week, there was one by Chuga and Jimin and J-Hope. Like they all had different ones. And we got a little bit of information about how they started working on their new album. 
And apparently they're having the members more involved. I don't know if this is more than normal, but they're trying to get the members input on what the concept should be and stuff like that. And they're assigning different roles to the members. I don't know if this is because they can't tour, so they're kind of trying to create um, something for them to work on. But it does remind me of how they made the concept for BT21. I don't know if you follow that, but the BT21. Sure, we bought... No, I don't follow it, but we bought some (laughs) products. What is BT21? Sorry, I'm not not a BTS fan. They've got those little characters, right? Uh Uh-huh. That's all I know. Basically, uh, (laughs) BTS works with this company on creating like characters and like each member had a lot of input into their and then they sell a a t-shirt for like forty dollars yeah (laughs) and i buy it i'm like what is this i thought i was gonna have like a bts member's face or something at least and then the shirt came and it has some kind of thing like a cartoon what the hell is this (laughs) is this bts but you inform me that yes it, it represents them or something yeah and then I said, "Well, how the hell does it represent them? Like, what's the the characters that they? Okay, yeah. I'm not I'm not upset. I'm I'm not, not going to ask too many questions about it. But uh, yeah, I get it. No, yeah, it's definitely an opportunity for merch and all sorts of products yeah. that relate to that character. Yeah, each member like basically invented a cartoon character, and yeah, you know they can now and you can monetize it. Yeah. There's like t-shirts and products. Well, but here's my question. Why don't they just monetize their own faces and stuff? That's plenty valuable, (laughs) right? I mean, it's not like their own, their own faces don't sell. Yeah. People would love to have t-shirts with your, your, you know, Jungkook, you know, Jimin, like just put your face on it. If you're a famous person, that's kind of the most obvious way to do it. Just say, put my face on something and then sell it. But they decided to make these cartoon characters. Yeah. And then... Hey, who am I to argue? It seems plenty successful, right? It, it seems like they've sold plenty of them. It's not what I would have done. I would have just said, slap your face on something. <laughs> well, I think it's because of the company that they're working with. It's I think it's, it's Line Friends, and that's their whole thing is like cartoon characters. Uh, and like maybe cute, it's an Asian characters. thing. Yeah. It, like in Asia, maybe this is more... It's of a, not about people. It's about like cute cartoon characters. Okay, so... That, that's not what I would be looking for as an American fan of something. But hey, this is a different thing. And clearly people, they like it. Do you like it? Because I saw it. It's just a bunch of car- cartoon characters. Yeah. Okay. BT21. And they invented a whole like storyline. and. Yeah, I won't get into that. But There's multiple like seasons of it and videos on Seasons? <laughs> Do they have like a TV show? Like a cartoon? It's not a show, but there's like little episodes of, about each character. Episodes on... Be live? It's on YouTube. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Is it a cartoon? Yeah, they have people animated based on the ideas that they put in there about oh, okay. their characters. But I was relating this to their new album because it seems like they're kind of using that same process. They're like, oh, that really worked really well with BT21. So let's have the members put their input for this the next album if each um, member can put their input in we yeah. can you know make videos about that and have a lot of conversation about that it just seems sure, like they're not? using it in the same way because bt21 was so popular and all those videos you know get a lot of views i feel like they're using it in the same way so from what we've learned from the lives that have happened from um Basically, from mostly Sugar and Jimin's lives, they were talking about how Jimin is the project manager and he's going to compile all of the members' input about the um, the next album and like the, the direction that it'll go into. And mm-hmm. he's going to present that to the company and the company will have their input and then he will relay that to the members. So it sounds like it's we're going to see this whole process throughout the year right and maybe we wouldn't have otherwise but if not for coronavirus so i think this is something that they're trying to use to their advantage big hit is trying to keep people engaged in seeing what bts is up to so they're that's what i think is happening is they're trying to keep fans involved in the whole process of the next album right and i think that's really admirable because if it was me, I would be like so pissed. It's like, oh, we can't even perform the album that just came out. And now we have to work on the next one. And it's it's uh, like well, frustrating. Always looking forward, right? Yeah. And I think that's good that they are 
trying to turn this into a positive and just keep moving forward and just work on the next album and and see how people receive that but I think at the end of the day what that's going to mean is like whatever we see on the the concert when it happens it's not going to have very many songs from previous albums because it sounds like by that time there might be two albums that are out so it's going to be like all new songs you're talking about the next concert yeah, by the time the concert happens and it's 2021, this album that they're talking about right now that the, all the members you are think having they're gonna have another album? Into, yeah, I, it sounds like they're trying oh. to work on that right now. And if that's the case, then it might be available. Oh, that would be two albums since the last concert? Yeah, and it might be available by like fall or winter this year. Like, you know, they work very fast and, you know, it's like they're not True. touring, so they don't really have other things to work on. So maybe they'll have enough that would songs. Be, well, that would be amazing because. Uh, that's a lot of new content. But that would make it so the set list for the concert, once we go to it, it's not going to have too many throwback songs. It's going to be pretty much all of the newer songs, which is totally fine. It's like, you know, we don't need to see everything that's from before. I had a whole Google Doc about things I was expecting for the next concert, like songs I thought they would do and stuff like that. But now it's like, that's totally shot. <laughs> things that they would dance or the yeah acts? like some some old songs that they would oh yeah they would do and there's some that i still think they will do because at the muster which was the um the fan concert that they last did there are some songs that they have choreography for now that i think it would be kind of a waste if they didn't use that later on mm-hmm. so i think they're gonna bring dimple and pied piper because like why would you bother making choreography for that if you're not going to use it more than once so i think they're going to bring that but otherwise i think they're not going to have room for a lot of older songs because this next concert is going to be all the way in 2021 so it's going to have to be all new album stuff well that's a constant struggle with fans and groups right yeah groups are always wanting to play their new stuff and fans this reminds me of um god damn there's a simpsons episode you know what i'm talking about yeah homer, where this homer, homer, homer simpson's Simpson in the concert <laughs> and there was something. a band and they're pretty much like a one-hit wonder yeah and he just keeps on insisting they play that same song yeah over and over again which is super terrible for them because they're sick of it it's like you're a band that does many things and yeah. he, he's just yelling out that one right hit. and yeah i don't remember what it was but yeah, yeah he would I don't just yell out the was, one they were, song they were a one-hit wonder and just kept on saying play that again yeah and that's kind of what not saying that's what bts is but that's kind of the dilemma that you're in when you're an artist right i mean you want to please your fans and they remember all the the classics that's how why many times I, have you sung those classics you're sick of them no that, sure. that's why i do think there's a perfect mix that you can have you need to have some new songs but then a couple of old ones thrown in here and there the ones that everybody loves right like you need to have at least right. a few well when when i was at a taylor swift concert she had kind of a good solution for this where she played like a medley of some of her oldest hits yeah and that way you know, people could still be sort of satisfied. And like, well, we heard those those hits that we like. Yeah. Right. Maybe not the whole thing, but do you really even need to whole, hear the whole thing? I mean, you, you just need the kind hook. Of, yeah, yeah. That's really what you were there to hear, right? So that was enough to sort of get you going. Um, she does a lot of mashups too, so it'll be like yeah, one song leading into another song. So it's, then you hear uh, at least yeah, some of an older. As song. long as you hear some of it, I think it's good. It's fair. You know, and this is a problem with people with really good catalogs because they have they have lots of good songs that everyone loves, right? Yeah. So you should probably do the mashup thing. Maybe they'll do that. Yeah. I don't think BTS faces as much of a problem with this because I think their fans, they'll, they're all on board with whatever the current album is. So they're, they're fine with that. But there's some other bands where it's like, Right. Your best work is like your first album or like, right. you know, an older album that not the current one. So then you've got a dilemma there because like, what are you going to play? It's like the new songs or the old song, like which one more and which one are you going to focus on? So I think that is sometimes a problem. But mm-hmm. I think BTS, they should be all right because whatever album they put out, that's the current one. Everybody's going to be for it. Right. And but yeah, I do think that this the whole timing of this means that then the next concert the tour is gonna have to focus on these 
two albums like this you know maps to soul seven plus this album that may or may not come out by the end of this year so i think you really think they're gonna come out with another album i don't think so i think so because how fast k-pop groups work or they if they want to they they can work that fast because like they're not really doing anything else right now they're just working from south Mm. korea they're not touring they're not doing all these other things like it and an album only has to be you know 10 to 12 songs i think they could definitely come up with that like 12 good songs by the end of this year or by the time this doesn't even have to be 12 next tour starts k-pop they often do like four mini four song mini albums yeah i think you when you're a group you can't have like i think map of the soul seven was a really high production album like you know it had a lot of input from different people and then Mm -hmm. this one can be more of a low-key kind of album where it's like oh it's just the members and kind of like more acoustic or whatever you know you know how lady gaga she had like some really like electronic kind of albums and then she had joanne it's like you gotta alternate sometimes just to like even if it's not like the best thing for your style you you can't have totally like high energy high production at all times it has to like be different in between albums well i think you just need a different vibe in between albums it can't be like the same thing each album i see and i don't think it means they're not going to work with producers and not going to work with like you know really good uh, songwriters or anything they're just making it so the vibe is like, oh, okay, this is centered around the members and what they want. And so that's going to be the narrative. So I think that that sounds like what they're going for for the for the next one. It's like, oh, you're going to hear from BTS directly on the next set of songs. So I think that, that's the narrative they're going for right now. Are you on TikTok at all? No. Hell no. No? <laughs> I'm sorry to anybody who's on TikTok, but think it's stupid no yeah i'm not, uh, I'm not yeah. on tiktok well, what either. is the value of no no one's gonna be able to convince me so i'm not even get go down that road but i see no value on tiktok i think nothing of value is on tiktok it sounds like i super hate it but i don't i mean if you want to be on tiktok whatever but as far as i see it's like like 10 second clips of people lip syncing to stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that doesn't interest me yeah a lot of it all. is there's songs of things and then people lip sync to them or there's like a dance challenge and everybody tries to do the same dance to the same song well none Um, of it none of that interests me there's also like a lot of i guess you could call it like memes like video memes that people try to create yeah i've seen i've seen some funny stuff but i I mean i'm not on tiktok but i've seen some funny videos but nothing that made me want to download tiktok yeah and we won't even get into the fact that it's a Chinese-owned company. You're probably giving your personal information to the Chinese. Right. Which you probably shouldn't do, by the way. Because, um, well, we won't get into it. China's evil. China's evil. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, like, justify that or get into it. But, um, China's evil. Giving your inf- information to China is not, probably not a good idea. So don't do it. Is a, a person switching their clothing with their significant other really worth you giving your personal information to China? I don't know. That's up to you. Oh, you're talking about that one where that it was one like challenge, a song, like I saw, yeah, yeah. And then There's the a guy song, and the girl, and then the guy and the girl switch clothes, <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't want to see that. Yo, I didn't want to see that. That was humorous, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Sometimes, it was like humorous. a guy will be wearing girl clothes. That's why. That's well, yeah, funny. by definition, that was what happened, right? Like a guy in drag is always a funny thing. It, it, it's not worth me giving my information to China. And I'm not even one of those people that's super, super protective of my information. But yeah, apparently TikTok is huge now. And it says on um, this article, stars including Jason Derulo and Louis Capaldi, who have large TikTok followings and frequently make headlines with their viral videos, are among the most lucrative TikTok users, according to new data. It's like, really? Those are the two people that are like... Jason Derulo? Wrong. Ah, uh, is I he? don't believe it. I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, I guess I don't. I don't know that much. Well, as far so as I, I know, he's just Jason Derulo is like so fucking like twenty thirteen. He's just like a guy on the on hip hop songs who sometimes and he always like sings his name before yeah. a song. But these are all twenty thirteen <laughs> songs, and literally all the kids right now. I bet the kids don't even know who Jason Derulo is. I it pains me to say, but Jason Derulo isn't he like an old person now? Do the kids even know who Jason Derulo is? He wasn't cats. I don't know if that's a good thing oh, or. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's a bad thing. Using cats. Uh, that's a bad thing. <laughs> Although I, I, 
I do want to see cat. We should watch cats. <laughs> just for the the laughs. Just for the laughs. Yeah, but nobody watches cats sincerely, as if they're going to get a good film out of it. Well, apparently he's big on TikTok, so I don't really? know. Really? What does he do on TikTok? Maybe he's funny. Maybe he does uh, a lot of dancing. I don't know. But he's one of the top people on TikTok. Okay. So. I guess I'll believe it. I'm not on TikTok. According to this article, the global TikTok rich list at number one is Will Smith. It's like, what TikToks does he have? Like, I have no idea he's the even guy's on like 50 years old. I don't know. How is he relevant on like a teenager's platform? He makes $107,000 per post. Amazing. Will Smith. It's like, awesome. Really? Okay. Well, and then number two is The Rock at 102000 per post. And then um, three is Liza Koshy. I don't know who that is. Um, I know who she is. Number four, JoJo Siwa, 88000 per post. Okay. Mm. I get her because she like, she's a dancer and singer. So I could see how she would be funny. And she has like a... Mm-hmm. A kid audience. Uh, number five, Ariana Grande, eighty-two thousand per post. Number six, Jason Derulo, seventy-five thousand per post. Number seven, Justin Bieber, sixty thousand per post. And then at number eight, BTS, fifty-one thousand hmm. dollars per post. And they're the only ones who are not American that are at this top ten list of TikTok. Um, well, I'm surprised they're not higher because, I mean, JoJo. C- <laughs> guess i'm showing my age i don't really know anything about jojo siwa except that she was on mass singer yeah. and jason derulo i thought he was like super 2013 yeah i thought he was well like, when was the last hit like actual song like that as far he, as songs when was the last time he made a song that everybody that was popular this is back in my time okay this is like 2013 i'm pretty sure we went to a concert where he was an opener no we not only went to a concert where he was an opener we went to a concert where he's the main event that's how old he is. Okay? That's how old he is. He, he must be doing something right. He's doing TikTok. something on TikTok that's resonating, I guess. Well, the thing about TikTok, I think you have to be interesting. You have to be either funny or a good dancer. So well, he's a good dancer You for need sure. to be like one or the other. He's a good dancer. That's true. TikTok doesn't like boring people. Like you need to have... You need to do well, something. What, what platform likes boring people? I mean. No, but like TikTok, you need to do something within like 30 seconds. And it has to be something interesting. Okay, okay, okay. But okay. I do think it's pretty cool. Like BTS is on there because this, I think TikTok is very like American based. So the, that's why the top people, they're all Americans other than BTS. So like the yeah. top 10 people. And I don't know how you even make money while posting. Oh, of course you make money. But you I guess have, views? You, have, you, have, you have a lot of views. Views? Yeah, okay. And you have product placement, right? Isn't that basically somebody will pay you for product placement? The BTS. If someone is paying you, you have to place something, correct? Mm-hmm. No one's gonna pay you just for having a lot of views. I don't understand how Will Smith is number one though. Like, what is he doing? That's a really good question. If somebody and, could tag us, and, and I, like, I let don't, us know. I don't even want to download TikTok like, to find out what Will Smith is doing. That's so great that makes him number one on the TikTok list. I don't yeah, understand. Because as far as I understand, Will Smith is at this point just an old man. Well, we watched um, Bad Boys for Life, but it was like, okay, well, that's the same Will Smith we're used to. It's like, right. same old thing. Like, I don't understand why he's number one on TikTok. Right. I mean, I mean, I don't understand why Will character. Smith is popular, but. <laughs> is he funny? Uh, is he doing something that's. Yeah, I'm not sure. Getting a lot of views? I don't know. Well, I guess it's up to the. Uh, maybe the article's not even accurate. You think? Maybe? Yeah, it must have some kind of methodology. Hmm. But I, I would just assume that it's going to be singers or comedians that are near the top. Yeah, I don't But know I don't understand why Will Smith is at the top. I mean, I get The Rock. Maybe people like seeing him. He's number two. Well, I mean, I get him. He's a big movie star at this moment. Mm-hmm. Is Will Smith a big movie star at this moment? Well, I guess so. I mean, The Bad Boys is popular. Well, what about um, Liza Koshy? What is she known for? YouTube stuff. Okay, so she's so, like yeah. the top YouTuber that's on mm-hmm. TikTok. Okay, and then I get Jojo Siwa because like the kids like her, so she's mm-hmm. that's why she's number four. And then um, so Ariana Grande because she's a popular singer, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Jason Derulo, I guess he must be doing something that's funny, or he must be doing all the um, trendy things that people do on TikTok. Probably. There's so many like dance trends and and like memes that people do. So he must be taking part in that. I'm, I can only assume. And then number seven is Justin Bieber. I don't know why, but I guess he's 
also uh he's just so popular from mm-hmm. from always so i think his followers followed him to tiktok and eight is bts so i'm assuming and that's that has to be because of their their fans right and you know a lot of them wouldn't even be on tiktok except that bts said hey we're joining tiktok i like i remember when they said that too and i was like wow they must have been paid by tiktok to say that because why would you Mm -hmm. why would they go out of their way to join a whole nother social media but they did so and, and it seems to be working out for them and then number nine is Terry Crews. Is he doing a lot of stuff on TikTok? I guess he's... Listen, I'm, I don't even have the he's app. He's doing so. comedy, maybe. But yeah, anyway, I thought it was very interesting to see the earnings on TikTok because... Well, they're, they're kind of up there. That's good. Predictable, but good. Mm-hmm. In 2019, UC Berkeley offered a BTS college course, and it was run by two armies... And they wanted to create a space to analyze the BTS phenomenon. The course was entitled Next Generation Leaders, BTS. And it was part of UC Berkeley's Democratic Education at Cal program, the student-run Democratic Education program. According to the DECAL website, the course will explore BTS's history, artistry, global impact, and much more. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's pretty hilarious. I can't believe Uh, that was... That's basically a frivolous BS course. I can't believe that was a class. Yeah, uh, that sounds so easy. That's like, yeah. didn't we hear like UCLA had a Beyonce class or something, or some place had a Madonna class? It's like, yeah. okay, that's so easy. Everybody knows everything about those people. Yeah, and that's pretty amazing. So, uh, for those of you not familiar with the, uh, if you don't go to college in America or in California, I guess more specifically, two unit. This course is two units. That's actually somewhat substantial. All right, a normal course is four to five units. And when you take like like a total BS course, like a PE course, by the way, you can take PE courses. You can take bowling or something in a lot of California universities. Something like bowling or a sport. PE. Two units is like a discussion class or something. Yeah, or just it's like actually a-, a real, but it's more real than physical education course, right? If you take bowling or something, it's only 0.5 usually. So this is... Four times more. You're getting real, real units out of this. It's half of a, a real course, essentially. I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the the structure of it is. I don't like. Know. How does that even count as something on a college level that counts for two credits? I mean, I know a lot of courses like count as you know culture or whatever, but it's just like how does that even count? It's like just about BTS. I mean, it does seem it does seem ridiculous, but at the same time, I remember university. Of a cow they had i remember reading they had like a course about starcraft and i think it might have been a two-unit course as well so they've had some pretty out there thing you keep in mind this is berkeley university of california okay so they kind of do some out there stuff so this is not necessarily atypical of them but hey have you happened to go there look into taking that bts course This course was in 2019. Who knows if it came back? It probably will come back the next year. I mean, they got more popular, so I'm sure people are like, "Hey, where's when's that BTS course? I want to take that course." Yeah, (laughs) it's probably it's a it's a pass fail course. If you just need some filler filler units, then there you go. I guess it's not that different from like sociology or something like that. You're getting into the weeds there, but at least at least sociology courses are not just pass fail. I'm gonna assume that this course is a pass fail, meaning you don't even get a letter grade, right? It's just like you pass, you fail, you get the units or not. It's just kind of something for you to do that's for fun. If you took a if you took a major that has very, barely any units, I guess you could sort of pad it. What do you think these tests are like in this course? Do you think they ask people to write essays deconstructing BTS shit, or like maybe multiple choice? Like what was what was Jungkook's hair color in this video? <laughs> I should teach this course. I should. I, I. I would. I would have stuff like that. Or I would ask things like, "Who's your bias?" and defend it against your classmate. Oh, like a debate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's this student run. So does that mean it's student taught as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a TA or yeah, a student will teach it. Well, it says uh, in the course description, this course will focus on the Korean boy group BTS and their global impact. And okay. It will attempt to explore the group's history, artistry, philanthropy, and many other aspects to analyze their oh. growing impact in society. 
There are students who pay like $35,000 to get an education here, by the way. <laughs> now, I don't want to like characterize it as, oh, that's just a garbage education because this is all they take. No, this is a one, two unit course. But I bet you there's multiple two unit courses like this there. <laughs> this can't be the only frivolous type of course that you can get two units for. If I was at Berkeley, I would definitely enroll in this course because I was a science major and I had to have, you know, three or four hard oh, science right. classes each quarter. But then you can't have like all hard science in one. Like you had to have like one thing that was just like, oh, that's not that hard. Just so. That's not true. Well, I couldn't do it. Like You can't really focus on like four classes that are all hard. Like you have to have only two or three. And then the other well, one should just do two or three courses then. Well, I can't because you, you need to like. Oh, you have to have a certain number every quarter. Yeah, you got to yeah, fulfill right. certain requirements and prerequisites and oh, stuff. That's true. So if, if that was me, this is probably a course I would slot into one of my easy courses because mm-hmm. I have to have like two or three hard science classes right. and then like one or two. Like, and it being pass easy. fail, I'm sure they did just pass everybody. I don't even know that it's pass fail, oh actually. It might have been graded. We don't know. But anyone who even knows anything <laughs> about BTS, they could totally succeed. I'm sure, they all, I'm sure they all got A's. Anyone could succeed in this course. Right. Like, all you have to do is like know about BTS. Right. Like, anyone who's a fan knows everything about them. Uh, true. I'm sure it's just even taken by fans. you, you're not even a super fan. You know like so much about BTS. You could probably pass this class. Uh, well, I don't know. We'd have to see the curriculum. <laughs> it might be more extreme stuff like... What was Jimin's hair color in, I don't know. In whatever era. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I'm, we, I'm pretty sure that I don't care would not be an acceptable answer. We should see if they're doing this class ever again, and then we'll just try to like sit in on something and just to see what, well, what they're all about. The people who interviewed them did ask that already, sort of. They said, there's an online version that we can take? Because, of course, people are curious. And they said, no, not yet. But they did say yet, I think indicating that they feel that it will be available online at some point no but i just mean show up in berkeley like this is going to take place in a lecture hall if you just show up there's no goddamn way i'm going all the way to berkeley for this (laughs) no first of all it's not far far but it's not close second of all i don't like berkeley no but that would be (laughs) such good material for this podcast if we showed up just to see what this course is all about let's audit this course Yeah, auditing is very underrated. Like, you could totally have, like, four years worth of auditing and, like, have a college degree and but then not get a degree. Yeah, but nobody respects it, though. Nobody does that, though. But you could get an education just by auditing. You could. And for those of you who don't know exactly what we're talking about, auditing just means you're not enrolled in a course in college. You don't pay for anything, but you just sit there. You just show up and listen to everything. And you get the education, which... Like, there isn't a security guard at the door who will say, give me your student ID. Are you really enrolled in this class? No, if you want to sit in the class, you could just go sit in the class. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can listen to a lecture. And and on top of that, these days, a lot of um, lectures, a lot of professors are putting things online. So it's even, if you know somebody at the school, you could probably audit so much easier. You just say, can I get the link? They'll give you the link. They're not... They're going to say, no, you didn't pay for an education. You don't deserve it. No, no one cares. What people really pay for is the diploma anyway. And you don't get that. So they don't care. And if they do care, they're kind of jerks. Like, why would you care if other people are learning? <laughs> but right? I do think it's a very underused thing. Just auditing, like just sitting in a class you're not actually enrolled in just to learn about it. Like you, so many people could do that and they just don't do it. Because like who has the time? Right. I tried to do it once, but then I realized, wait, I didn't even like sitting in class, classes that I paid for. Like my own major. <laughs> yeah, as a student. Not going to get too too into the weeds, but... Well, when I first got to college, I was a straight-A student, and I went every day. But somewhere around junior year, I became a really delinquent student, and I basically went in zero classes. I just went enough to enough to pass. Anyway, I didn't even, I didn't even go to my own classes, so... <sighs> Could I really audit a course? Nah. I can't. I can't say that I would. But if you're interested in learning, it's easier and easier to do that. You know, the option is there. Someone should do that just as an experiment. But with something that you have to take a test to pass, like law school. So someone should just like audit like all through law school, and then someone should and then take the bar. And it's like, oh, I didn't even enroll in a university, and I passed the bar. I don't think that universities let you audit law courses, though. Not anything that has a test like that, because they know that that's what you're paying for, you know? 
They know that's what you're paying for, right? <laughs> right. Like just as a business decision, they know. Well, that's not all you're paying for. You don't just want to pass a bar. You also want a diploma. Like it gets you certain connections if you went to the right school.、Mm-hmm. Like if you went to Harvard Law, you'll get certain jobs, right? It's not just passing the bar that will get you your job. It's the fact that you graduated from Harvard Law School, right? So certain law, certain schools, like those graduate schools that have those tests, they'll. I don't think they'll let you just audit everything. It's more proprietary than that, but a lot of the undergraduate stuff, they're okay. Come, 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 audit this course, whatever. Yeah, so something yeah. that's taking place in a giant lecture hall, they're not checking they who's supposed to be there.、Mm-hmm. College doesn't reward learning. No, college is、like, not about learning. College、yeah. is not about learning. It's about saying, "Hey, I've got a diploma from such and such, and that's worth whatever in employer's eyes." Why is it still worth that? I don't know. That's a Gigantic discussion for another day, and we can't delve into it, right? And number two, it's for making connections. So if you go to college, make sure you make friends with useful people, like future successful people. Yes, make sure you make <laughs> friends with future successful people. Join fraternities, make connections. Oh, I didn't join anything. Oh, I, I failed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what it's really for. And third, it's for le- le- no, no. Actually, third, I don't even think so. I think third. College is for learning to be a human being and functioning in society. But you learn a lot of that stuff in high school already. You know, like you could be smart, you could be well educated, you could have all these credentials and stuff. But if you can't function with other around other people, and everybody thinks you're just a weirdo, and nobody likes you, you're not going to be successful in life. Yeah. So you have to learn how to function around other people and sort of navigate. Social situations, and yeah, you do learn that. You、college. could have high test scores and high GPA, but if you can't work with other people, it's like、yeah. you're gonna fall apart. You, you, the, you will in the real world. You will. Or working under pressure, like if you're someone who just totally falls apart under pressure, then that's、yeah. not good. So these are other things you learn in college, but you can also learn in other places. Like you could learn it by just getting jobs out of high school. There's people. I'm not. I'm not saying like, oh, college. Wow, we're really off track. But anyway. College is not the only place to learn these things. For for those of you who think that oh yeah, the thing that I learn, the most important thing I learn is all the actual stuff I learn in the book. For most people, no. For most people, it's getting connections. It's it's learning how to operate with other people, navigate other people. But for some people, yeah, it's the actual stuff you learn in the book. Like we don't want engineers and doctors who didn't learn stuff in college. Like yeah, you actually have to learn stuff, please, and then pass your tests. But For most people, let's be honest. For most people, we don't work jobs that are that technical that require that knowledge base, right? Yeah, it's it's, just, it's more、uh, soft skills than yeah, people skills. Mostly, it's soft skills, and but people who really want to learn and edify themselves, audit a class. It's fun. You'll learn, but you don't have to audit a class. You know what? These days, all that stuff is on the internet. You can just YouTube like such and such lecture about so and so topic. And I guarantee you, it'll come up with a bunch of college lectures about that topic, and you could just watch them. So off topic about this BTS thing. Anyway, take this <laughs> BTS course. Take take all these like fun courses. Who? It doesn't matter. Yeah, definitely. Whatever.、Yeah. If if you're gonna take GE courses, it might as well one of them be about BTS. Like why not? I hope I hope every school <laughs> has a BTS course. I hope every school has a BTS BTS course. Elisa from Blackpink had been accused of stealing choreography in her new video, which was her dancing to the song "Mushroom Chocolate" by Quinn and Six Slack. That's how you say it. I saw that. Yep. I think we both watched the videos. Oh yeah, everyone watched the video.、Yeah. Both Lisa and the other,、mm-hmm. the other girl's video. Her um, the other girl was named Sierra Nichols, and she's a black choreographer. She had accused Lisa of plagiarizing her、mm-hmm. choreography for her video. Sierra Nichols' video came out a month ago, and I guess Lisa's came out maybe a week ago.、Mm-hmm. I think it was、mm-hmm. like end of April. And here's what she said. She said,、um, "In today's episode of Let's Steal from Black People, a Korean singer gets 7.8 million views in a day using most of your choreography. Love that for us." And then she added on Twitter later, "Convinced people can't read. I know to credit someone if I clearly pull from it. I've seen the inspiration. The girl looks great." So it sounded like she really felt like Lisa or Lisa's choreographer. Copied her choreography、yeah. for this song. 
but I watched both videos and I, I didn't really like see the direct connection of it. The thing is with this kind of song, it's like probably the certain kind of moves come to mind that you'll do like, oh, you're going to do things that are right. slow, things that start from the floor, things that are like, right. I mean, I could see how you would come up with something kind of similar just based on the type of music it is. Well, you can copyright entire dance routines. Like, let's say you did a, a whole ballet. That can be copyrighted, but, or trademark, or copyrighted or trademark, but just like specific types of moves that are reminiscent of something, they don't, they don't meet the threshold of something you can copyright, right? So when you say somebody was stealing something from you, they can't steal something from you because it, it can't be copyrighted. If it's if it's t- meeting that level, it's just oh well, she did this move and it was reminiscent of my move. That's not enough. It has to be a whole routine, right? But at the same time, I could totally sympathize with a person who felt like oh yeah, that totally. I bet you anything they they looked at my routine and they they drew inspiration from inspiration from that and they didn't credit me. So I I can sympathize with you for being salty about it, but. You lose a lot of sympathy when you immediately just run to the... She just ran to the race card immediately. It's like, oh, look at people stealing from black people. Listen, I don't think Lisa or her choreographer... Hey, even if hey, even if they were just stealing, quote unquote, right? Even though it's not technically stealing, because you, you can't own things as short as specific discrete moves in a dance, right? You can only own an, a long, lengthy, substantial choreography. So... People who are inspired by that, they're not stealing anything. But I'm pretty damn sure that it's not them specifically stealing. You know, there's nothing, there's no race component to it. They're not like, let's steal from from black people today. I don't think that Lisa's choreographer, I don't think Lisa were thinking that, right? Mm-hmm. Even if they were inspired from your dance routine, which we don't know for sure because I looked at both of them and it just looked like two dance routines that were floor-based. Huh? There's a lot of dance routines that are floor-based, right? Yeah. And maybe they did draw inspiration from it. And maybe you think, oh, they should have credited it or whatever. And you know what? I would even maybe agree with you. If they definitely drew inspiration from it, they made it, maybe should have mentioned that they were inspired. But for you to say, well, it's another race thing. I, I think that's BS. It's really, and it really dilutes that accusation because we don't know that they, that they, I mean, people steal dance moves. <laughs> I don't even want to use the word steal. People are inspired by other dance moves all the time. I don't think it's race-based. They just, they see a a nice dance move and they just, they sort of take it. And you know what? They can because you can't copyright a dance move. The only thing that can be copyrighted is something super substantial, like a whole routine. And she clearly didn't copy the whole routine. We watched the whole thing. Like I've watched both videos. Yeah, it's not identical. I didn't see like so much to where I was like, oh my God, Lisa totally... Right. saw this other video right. beforehand like i didn't see that much similarity right. just the vibe of the song it's like a very like sensual song right so like certain slow moves like of course they're gonna do that and right. lisa's choreographer i'm sure came up with that or maybe they even saw other yeah, maybe videos. they did maybe they I were inspired know. by it but I you know what i just didn't see a ton of similarity being inspired by something does not meet the threshold of copyright infringement like if i hadn't known anything about this controversy and i saw these two videos back to back i wouldn't have thought one was inspired by the other one like okay the like the only thing in common it just seemed like was the song and then both starting from the floor which maybe that's a natural even, thing even to if do, one was inspired you know? from the other one that doesn't meet the threshold yeah mark. like you need like a several you know right. like an eight count or something that's right. like well that's exactly the same in this other video it doesn't have to be eight but you know yeah. enough quantitatively uh, and i'm not a dancer so maybe to a dancer it's more obvious that yeah you were you were totally inspired. You probably saw mine and then you just sort of did the same thing. And then, but now yours is more popular because you're, you know, K-pop star. I can understand being bitter, but hey, nothing illegal happened. It's hard though because you know? it's like a big world and like I'm sure a lot of people heard this song and made a dance video about it and had yeah, similar... Yeah, we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. had similar ideas. Right. I don't know. It's like there's like a billion people in this how many billions of people in this world and maybe they six or seven yeah like you could think about like they're not gonna all make a unique video if they heard this song right i kind of feel bad for for sierra nichols because whether or not lisa stole anything or didn't steal anything it's like her fans totally like 
went in on her and uh, caused her to like close her comments and all this stuff. So it's like whether it was right or wrong, it's like she kind of got a lot of backlash for that. But I don't know. Maybe she could have, Sierra Nichols could have handled it in a different way. Maybe she could have said like. Right. I don't like that she brought the whole, the race card into it so quickly because that that's like, okay, people, it's very easy to levy that sort of accusation and it's very difficult to get out from underneath it, right? So it's although, hard to prove, like, oh, I'm innocent. Of right. Using it, yeah. It's like it, it can it can dog you. Like, th- there's a certain number of people who probably will just for a long time think that Lisa is like, oh, you're you're just like, oh, Lisa steals choreography from black choreographers. From black, yeah, yeah. She totally so, does that. Like, there's just people right. are just gonna believe that, regardless. right? So just it's because really it was put out it's there. It's really hard to get out from that under that accusation. So I don't like that, but I understand the the feeling because it does look similar. Maybe they were inspired. Maybe they weren't. But, but at the same time, if you're going to accuse an idol of doing that, you have to be prepared for their fans to totally oh, yeah, true, true. come after you. So I think that right. was maybe maybe she shouldn't have gone so tough on, on that front because how how much the fans came after her. But yeah, so she turned off the comments. Sierra Nichols turned off the comments on her videos, which is kind of too bad. But I'm sure like, you know, the controversy quote-unquote will die down anyway and i'm sure she'll she'll be okay in the long run but i think it was very smart of lisa to never say anything personally like she just let stuff happen and eventually like probably what happened was her people contacted Mm -hmm. sierra nichols people and that's why sierra nichols eventually apologized for you know accusing her of plagiarism so i think it all kind of worked out all worked out but that sort of accusation sort of it gets around really fast before the you know the truth catches up and i don't i don't think that they were trying to steal something uh that doesn't catch up as quick as the initial accusation right mm-hmm. so it's bad i don't like it um i feel like i understand where it's coming from because of course you don't you want to get credit for your artistic work yeah, so I think um, Lisa handled it really well. She didn't comment herself. Like, I know if this was an American that somebody would have, like, quote-unquote clapped back immediately mm-hmm. and, you know, said a bunch of stuff that they shouldn't have and been too rash about it. But I think Lisa did a good job of not really responding and probably behind the scenes she had her managers or whoever contact Sierra Nichols and then that's why um, Sierra apologized eventually because Mm. there was really no proof that anybody stole anything from anybody so she apologized for that and I think that was you know the right way for this to end Uh, you know nobody's stealing from anybody it's like everybody hears these songs and then they they make up their own dances to it hopefully she got enough like attention from this to her own video which i think she deserves like yeah. if they did if they did find some inspiration from her video i do think her video also deserves attention it's not a fair accusation to say they stole anything no but at the same time yeah I, yeah go watch her video it's good hearing from a lot of blinks a lot she's of, probably uh, just the one want to deal with them anymore like, uh, whatever right. these people right <laughs> right i mean they, they, well k-pop fans can be pretty uh overbearing well and I'm also like there was a poll of like most annoying fan bases and and blinks were number one blinks yeah, were number one yeah, okay. <laughs> although they may have gotten number one because it was like a lot of army was voting why does army hate them i don't hate them but like if it's there's the poll they're not going to vote for themselves you know they're going to vote uh, for and okay. army is the why biggest are they gonna, why are they going to vote for blinks then? army is going to be the biggest fan base they're going to vote for the next one down that's like oh. That they True. think is a problem. The no. same video, which what was the song again? Mushroom Chocolate, also became a meme, which you may have seen. The one I saw was the one that James Corden did, and it showed him kind of lying sideways, and then Lisa's legs mm-hmm. at the on the other photo. So that same thing was a meme, and then the the way it was going on Twitter was like, did this work? And then it's like the you know, the photo of the person plus Lisa's legs were kind of compiled right. together. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They showed her legs and uh, then they mash it with a... It became kind of a meme-worthy thing. <laughs> I saw it. And uh, like at the another one I saw was like Spock lying down and then it had Lisa's legs. And then that meshed together really well. So, right. But yeah, a lot of people were doing that and that was a meme. But that's just funny that that came from this same exact video right. that caused all this controversy. Right. 
Well, her legs are long. <laughs> so how tall is Lisa? Oh, she's only like five seven, but she's skinny. That's true. So she looks super tall, but she's not tall. There's nothing I got to say about that except that yeah, it's good. And it Wonderful. Looks, looks funny when it's like an unexpected person right. in the other half of the photo. Right. <laughs> so through the internet and through memes, K-pop is going to to dominate. Yes. That doesn't mean though that you K-popers out there, please stop posting like just non sequitur gifs. And like fan cams. Are you against the fan I'm cam totally as a comment? I'm against that. <laughs> like random fan cams as a comment for anything. That is the number one thing that I hate. And I can, speaking from the perspective of other people who are not K-pop enthusiasts, that is the thing that normal people hate. They don't like going into a topic that has nothing to do with K-pop and seeing you post fan cams. It is basically, you're just posting garbage. You're posting trash, right? You're just making things difficult and inconvenient for people. They, they didn't come here to see that. It's not relevant to the topic at hand. Now, I know that you love whatever your, your, your artists. And you you want to get views on your fan cam. Yeah, and you think they're the most beautiful person and whatever. It's the wrong way to go about it. You are annoying people and you are 100% in the wrong. You should not be posting irrelevant fan cam stuff to other topics ever. You are just making it more difficult for them to read uh, relevant comments, right? You're abusing the system essentially, right? And you're not helping anybody. Nobody looks at that and said, hey, you know what? I didn't come here to look at that. But now that I see that, I'm a fan of whatever the hell it is you posted. <laughs> like, whoa, what song is that? What is that? Oh, my gosh. Can you tell me what song that is? What let group me, is let that? Let Please. That I'm interested in yeah, the music Yeah, nobody's now. saying that. So, you know, stop doing that. You cannot provide a counter argument for how it, it is not annoying and justified. Only post fan cam gifs and stuff like that in a group where everybody says, hey, this is what we want to see. When people don't want to see that or it's not related to that, don't ever post that thank you to our guest morgan you can find bts happy hour on apple podcasts spotify google play stitcher podbean Castbox, iHeartRadio, and youtube new episodes weekly comment review or rate in the podcast platform you're using if you're on spotify be sure to select to receive notifications for each new episode when you click the follow button follow us on twitter at our bts h-o-u-r-b-t-s until next time, this has been the BTS Happy Hour. Thanks for listening, and remember, make every hour a happy one. <laughs>